Good morning and happy Friday. Welcome to the Zenster Podcast. Today is shaping up to be the best day ever. Perhaps, maybe. It is going to be a great day, I can tell you that, because it's already programmed in. Pura Vida, Wabi Sabi, what are you thankful for today? So many things to be thankful for. And um, I'm thankful for too many options in what to choose from. And, you know, we're getting to the end of the year. I've been sampling my three readers' uh, books for this podcast, and I've read them over the past couple years. And it's good to go back and revisit and reread things. I've been doing The Daily Stoic for at least three years now. Um, But going into the new year, I want to start sampling something new. And you probably know I'm a little more drawn into Eastern philosophy um, by the layout of it. And I am experimenting. This Now, this is the guy that wrote um, the one book, The 365 Tao. He has another book called Everyday Tao. And I was exploring that a little bit today. I read all my stuff, and I just couldn't really land on a topic that I was that really just drew me in. So I'm like, you know what? It's Friday, Freeform Friday. Let's try something new, experiment a little bit, and we're going to sample this book. And there's two passages, two readings that I want to go over, Tao and Seeing. Um... So this book kind of shows like the Chinese characters and then explains, you know, how how they um, are laid out, you know, what the characters mean and so on. Um, <clears throat> but the character without, well, well, we'll try it. So this is a character and it is, I'll, I'll just describe it the way they do, Tao. The way, road, path, course, head principle doctrine to speak the character on the left means to run it is formed by combining the signs for movement the diagonal lines so there's these three diagonal lines going across with the sign for leg Uh, the character on the right is a picture of a face the vertical lines at the top represent tufts of hair and the rectangle below represents the face tau is a person running along a path <clears throat> goes on to say, the ancients who first taught Tao were simple, rustic people. They formed their view by walking in granite-bladed mountains, digging in grainy soil, and sailing down wide rivers. As they worked and traveled, they slowly discerned a grand order of life to life. They noticed the regular phases of the sun, moon, earth, and tides. They followed the seasons. They watched the births, lives, and deaths of people, as well as the rise and fall of kingdoms. In the knights, the ancients, sat beside open fires and spoke to those who wanted to learn. As illustrations of their ideas and to aid their students' memories, they drew pictographs in the dirt. They taught their lessons from what they had experienced. Life was a movement supreme, greater than humans, greater than heaven and earth. Nothing was fixed for everything, from cycles to the sun and moon, to the making and destroying of empires, showed endless cyclical transformation. All this they summed up by drawing a picture of Tao, a person running along a path. Those who want to study Tao can gain much from that simple image. It represents the organic movement of cosmos 
as a great balanced and dynamic body in motion, just as it represents the path of each of the path each of us follows through life. Sometimes intellectual definitions of Tao can be challenging. Returning to the image of Tao centers our contemplations. Now, the one thing that this um, addresses, which is fun and interesting, is like, well, first of all, I should say Tao and God should be interchangeable. You know, Tao is just a definition of, you know, uh, something that's very hard to define, but it, it also means something that transcends and is bigger than ourselves. And, you know, the the ancients, the sages, the people that came before us who lived and saw the cycles of, of life and death and, and the change of the world um, recognized this. And they simplified it as, you know, a person running down a path. And uh, sometimes we walk down that path. Sometimes we stand on the side of the path and, and wait for the next clear thought to open up the path that we're going down. Um, and so as, if, as far as Taoism um, is concerned, you know, God in Western religion, um, as we, however we define it, it speaks to the nature in the cycles of the lifetimes that we have. You know, the sun and the moon change hands every day. Um, the sun comes up, the moon rises, we go through a cycle. Uh, same goes with the, the seasons of the of um, a year, a calendar year. We're spring, summer, fall, winter. Um, they all serve a purpose. They all serve a role in the path of life. And it's important to recognize that. Sometimes we don't have to you know, clearly define it in such strict ways. We can just decipher it through images and through characteristics of a person running down a path. And I thought that was interesting. So we'll keep sampling from this. I'm going to read another one um, <clears throat> to... Okay, we'll just go right down the line. To follow. Kong, to follow. To obey. On the left is a character for movement. On the right are two people, one following the other. To follow Tao is the ultimate act. Accept Tao as a supreme description of life. The ancients urged in life and its most spiritual form will be revealed. But even among the earliest students, doubt persisted. Should they follow Tao through flood and famine, earthquake and drought, corruption and invasion, lawlessness and banditry, fear and loneliness? Why did the path of the ancients' advocates still hold misfortune? In response, the ancients stood up, walked in a circle, and then wordlessly sat back down. This confused the students, as it may well confuse us. What the ancients were saying in their most succinct way was that each of us must accept and follow Tao. Good and bad are part of Tao and cannot be avoided. Rather than exhausting ourselves by striking out on our own, or worse, trying to go against the grain of life, we can come to see misfortune as part of a cycle we can both understand and utilize. But we won't learn that unless we follow Tao with complete trust. Just as the word for follow shows one person following another, each of us can learn to follow Tao as if we were following a trusted friend. Then we will never be lost in the cycles of happiness and disaster. <clears throat> so, you know, follow, you know, typically 
And we've associated that with ego to some degree in social media. To follow someone on Twitter is to follow somebody's uh, somebody else's journey, somebody else's ego, somebody else's experience. And we've started to use that as an association with the word follow. We're following this, following these recipes, following, um, you know, this person who does crazy stunts. We're following this influencer. But uh, really, we should follow uh, our life path and the journey that we're on and accept all the situations that come with it. Um, there's, you know, one thing that we can learn as we go through this life is that we will see the misfortunes and the, all the challenges. Um, of course, if you see these as opportunities, then you will be um, able to, you know, skate through a little bit easier. But understand, too, that misfortunes are part of a cycle as well. Misfortunes and um, areas where we, you know, fall down, we need to get back up. They are not permanent. We're not in a permanent demise. We're in a permanent change. We're in a permanent state of uh, evolution, a, a state of alteration where no two things are the same. The one thing I've noticed in the past couple of years, especially you know post-COVID, is that everyone's trying to predict. You know, the market's going to do this. The you know, the world's going to do this. The leaders are going to do this. We're all going to be this. Um, and oftentimes, those predictions don't come exactly true. They, you know, may have a direction towards uh, a certain thing, but um, we can't predict. We can't foresee the unknown. We can study patterns and cycles, and we can know that winter's coming, but we don't know, you know, what day the storm you know, the, the, the blizzard will come when we get the, the big snow, or we don't know, um, you know, what day that, um, you know, we might have a hot day that'll melt the snow and cause the water to flow, um, in the spring. So, uh, we can't predict everything to an exact, uh, science or exact, uh, way that we like. And even in this new age of AI, I know that the the big thing is, you know, handing over to this new intelligence and it's going to be able to predict everything in the future. And I don't believe that to be completely true. I think it, <clears throat> again, can be directionally true. We can predict with some degree of confidence of, of certain cycles, just like we, like I said, with the seasonality. But day-to-day, uh, -day, we can't predict... Uh, even the weather, how it's going to be um, on Christmas Day. So how do we expect to be able to predict it, that you know certain things are going to happen? I think life is always happening for us. It's always uh, not happening to us, it's happening for us. And even in those misfortunes, in those moments of misfortune, we are taught to uh, learn and understand and try something, you know, try to learn a lesson from the misfortune or the, the, the chance or the challenge. Um, you know, we had just had our floor installed, you know, which was costly. And then I had another, uh, issue that came up and, um, you know, had a issue with my baseboard heat, which is leaking. And, you know, that's just another unfortunate, um, expense, but, you know, I tried to reframe it in a way like, okay, well, 
you know, the economy is in a, in, in a challenging time and, you know, we're providing employment to, to people to, you know, to get money, especially right before Christmas. This is something that's needed. Um, and, you know, you can't sulk in your feelings and, you know, sit in, in that situation uh, forever. I mean, I think it's okay to, you know, oh, you know, feel bad for yourself, but only for a minute. And then, you know, accept those feelings and then let go of them because it doesn't matter. You're, you're going to change. A year from now, you're not even going to remember that situation happen. Um, and even like financially, you know, whenever uh, money is tight or, you know, uh, situations change, you don't know what lies ahead. The biggest opportunity could be right in front of you. And you could be upon something big and great that will leave you with prosperity for the rest of your life. And you might be able to use that prosperity in ways that are beneficial to the community and to the um, society as a whole. Um, so that's the way I've, I've learned to approach these things in life. Um, <clears throat> one more, and then we'll wrap it up for the day. Um, C, Jane, to C. A large eye is pictured on top of a person. Without observation, learning is impossible. When students wanted to learn Tao, they sought out the guidance of the wise elders. Learning was not formal. The ancients accepted any student they felt was sincere. Perhaps there was a simple conversation under a tree or a quiet in invocation touching a rock. Then the younger one merely walked with the older one. The student... The students wanted to see Tao. By pointing out animals and trees, leading the way through tiger-filled mountains and flower-covered valleys, forcing ice, fording icy rivers and crossing sun-scorched deserts, the ancients showed the way of the world in its limitless variety. What was so important about this method is that the ancients trusted their students to see. They trusted their students' perceptions. They didn't say, learn Tao from my words. They didn't say, you are incapable of seeing Tao. They didn't say, you can only uh, gain Tao through elaborate rituals and temples. Instead, they simply let their students live and travel with them. And they knew that the students would see Tao in the wind, in the mountains, the trees and rivers, animals and people. The real Tao wasn't inaccessible. The real Tao was in everyday Tao. The idea that each of us can be directionally directly spiritual is radical. Most religions are based not on teaching adherents to be directly spiritual, but in persuading them to trust in the intercession of ministers or priests. The problem with this approach is that we cannot gain access to spirituality except through the medium of a follow, fallible human being. The example of the traveling students shows us otherwise. If we want to see Tao, we need only to open our eyes and trust what we see. And I think this, uh, this, this one, and I wanted to uh, read this one today because I thought it was so important, especially, you know, for modern monotheistic religions that say that you have to interpret through, a, you know, a person, a fallible person. Um, and we've seen that over the course of, of time. Um, with people, you know, in positions of power who abuse them and things like that. But 
you know, that's the one way I like to approach spirituality is to be with God every day and see God in everything and, you know, through Tao and see, you know, the beauty in nature. And um, I know, you know, this drives my mom nuts. She wants me to go back to church. And, um, but I see church, uh, you know, every day in that spiritual way. Now, it's important to connect with people and other individuals. Um, and through community and through connection in those ways. And I see that tremendous value in, in doing a formal church session. And I think a lot of the teachings and the readings are very good. Um, but, you know, also being able to, you know, see through your daily actions, through your daily lives, through your daily gratitude practices um, is another approach to spirituality I think we can all benefit from. And I think it's important that, you know, learning to see and, you know, one of the things uh, try to, um, one of the things I've uh, observed, um, you know, with my great aunt uh, who passed away uh, a while back, she lived to 93, um, but one of the things that I remember her uh, doing was just simple observation. You know, we go to the beach, the Outer Banks, she would sit there and just, you know, wait for the dolphins, look at the seagulls, and just sit there and just watch you know, the nature of life, nature of reality unfold in front of us. And oftentimes we were gifted with something, you know, the dolphins would uh, jump up in the ocean and you realize that you're connected to something far greater, <clears throat> that vast ocean that's in front of us. You know, we just see only the surface. There's a whole uh, life and a whole ecosystem and a whole society of other creatures um, you know, they don't think exactly like us, but th that are smart and think in their own ways, um, it, are existing out there. And we're connected to them, through them, um, through this experience. We get to have that, you know, just a, a peek at the surface. You know, sometimes we can gear up and go swimming with the dolphins, but um, seeing this in, in, in nature and seeing this naturally unfold and being there, part of that experience is being with God, is being with Tao in the moment. And I think that's a powerful thing that we should all try to strive for. Um, of course, you know, we like to, <clears throat> our problems get in our way and, and they consume our ego and and it's challenging to, you know, uh, shake that sometimes. But, you know, it's in those simple moments, in those pure moments where you're just sitting obser observing and uh, being connected with your surroundings and with nature uh, that are truly powerful, truly spiritual, and truly important in life. And I think uh, sometimes, uh, you know, those are the most uh, profound moments, uh, those moments that are just still and connected with nature, just watching a squirrel just run, run across the forest floor or climb up a tree, you know, doing the squirrel type thing, you know, living the squirrel life. I think it's a in, insanely powerful uh, moment to connect uh, while we're going through uh, this existence. So uh, that is all. Like I said, it was kind of a free form uh, Friday uh, exploring this new book. I'm going to probably look through and try to find some more. If you have any recommendations, please reach out. Send me a message on Noster um, or anywhere else. I you can find me through Facebook if you're a Facebook friend of mine, or if you have my number, text me. Um, 
because I love these little simple daily reader books because they're good grounding mechanisms to just practice every day, and I like to incorporate it into this podcast. So um, I hope you have yourself a fantastic day. I know you will because it's already programmed in. And um, have yourself a fantastic weekend, and thank you for listening to Zenster, and we'll see you again next time.